When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you think. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of The Wrestling Realm. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. I said The Wrestling Realm. Wrestling Realm presents... Break it down with Brian H. Well, you know what it was because you heard the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 81. And it's just simply known. You know, I'm going to throw the picture on the screen right there for you. Madison Square Garden. The house that Vince built. Yes, you know, a lot of people like to talk about the New York Knickerbockers who had lots of games there, you know. Uh, they won one championship, maybe two. You know, they like to talk about the New York Rangers um, and the dozens and dozens of other events that happened at Madison Square Garden. But when you talk to me, I like to talk about WWE, the home that Vince built. You know, back on the days of WWF. You know, during the days of Bruno San Martino, when he was doing his thing, you know, night in, night out, selling out the garden, winning the WWF World Champ, WWF Championship. You know, that's what I think about with Madison Square Garden. This place is sacred. You know, I got a chance. I haven't been there yet. Shout out to my brother Corey, who was there. I haven't been there yet. One of these days, I'm going to get there, you know, but. As I jump in this week, I mean, before I get into what's going on with the current product, I got to talk about some of the key moments that's happened at Madison Square Garden, you know, because you, you just can't talk about it if you don't mention these things, you know. We're going to start off Hulk Hogan winning his first WWF championship, you know, um, be the first of six title reigns. Well, you you know, actually, he was the last WWE champion. Or, no, he was the last WWF champion, first WWE champion, because they changed the name during his title reign. Um, and nonetheless, Hogan winning the title. Um, and, of course, my cuts don't want to act right. But, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, you you, you think about. Obviously, you got to think about WrestleMania 1, the original, the event that... The McMahon said could either put them here or here, you know. Fortunately for them, when they woke up the next day, they were in the black and not the red. But the main event, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T take it on. Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff with Cowboy Bob Orton being um, in their corner. And then you also had Muhammad Ali, who was a special enforcer. 
We move on. WrestleMania 10. The epic ladder match. The ladder match that kicked it off. You know, yeah, there were other ladder matches before. I know that. But this is the match that put the mat, the ladder match on the map. Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. Um, you know, for the undisputed Intercontinental Championship. Most people talk about Shawn Michaels' performance. If you are young and you did not watch this match, do yourself a favor. Go back and watch it. Spoiler alert, you probably know who won. But most of the time when you talk about this match, you would think Sean won. This is an example of going over better in a win. I mean, a loss than a win. Um, you know, we're going back, coming recently, 2011. This one is special to me. May not be to a lot of other people. You know, when you talk about this one with other people, they may bring up CM Punk winning the WWE Championship from Alberto Del Rio, right? Me personally, this was... Special because of the Rock and John Cena taking on the Miz and our truth. This right here was the final main event that I watched with my uncle Mike. You know, we um, unfortunately he would pass away that January, the week before the Royal Rumble. Um, but we talked about he knew I was going to WrestleMania that year. But this match was like the final main event that we had watched together. So of course I have it on DVD. It might even still be in a plastic, to be honest with you. Got the WWE Network, but I had I had to get that DVD. Um, one of my favorite SummerSlam, SummerSlam 1998, where Stone Cold Steve Austin main event against The Undertaker. Now you go back to this, right? Right after the King of the Ring, when Austin lost the title to Kane and then regained it the next night. The week later, Undertaker had a match with Kane, which he was victorious. And that bill, he was made him the number one contender. And it built all the way through the summer of we got the Austin and Taker. We, you know, the journey, the highway to hell. That is why this is one of my favorite summer slams. So I had to make sure I made a note of this. But also on that night, you know, in a semi-main event, another one that built the entire summer. The Rock and Triple H, you know, going into that summer. Triple H was the European champion. The Rock was the Intercontinental champion. Um, the Triple H would lose the title to D'Lo Brown after The Rock cost the title. But you had this epic battle between D-Generation X and The Nation. And then the two would collide right here. Unfortunately, Triple H would win the match. But then he would suffer a knee injury and would have him sidelined up until December. So... That part sucked because we never got to really see the fallout. Now, The Rock was so, such, you know, on fire that we did see him eventually become a babyface, just temporarily. But this right here, when the WWE knew they had something special. And then, you know, Russell, I mean, Royal Rumble 2000, Jeff Hardy hitting a swanton off of the, the cab, I believe it was, onto the Dudley Boys, you know, doing a tag team. Um, the tag team tables match, you know, um, WrestleMania 10, going back here, we had Brett the Hitman Hart take it, winning the title, the same title that he lost the year before to Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9, regained it at WrestleMania 10. So those are some of the key moments. Um, and there's another key moment we're going to talk about later in the show. Maybe you have an idea what I'm talking about. Maybe you don't. But let's get right to Monday Night Raw. Stone Cold Steve Austin 
was there. It was a big night, Madison Square Garden. WWE called on some of the legends, one for Raw, one for SmackDown. For Raw, it was Stone Cold. You may remember Madison Square Garden was the very, very first place Vince McMahon took the stunner. Um, but Austin would come out there to do the contract signing. Uh, Braun and Seth, where they will take on each other this Sunday for the WWE Universal Championship. And, you know, he made sure that everything didn't go crazy. But unfortunately, the OG wanted, uh, OC wanted to come out there. AJ Styles, Anderson, and Gallows. And what Stone Cold Steve Austin getting in the ring with the guy without delivering a Stone Cold Stunner. Now, you saw this. And, and, and this was like a solidification for AJ Styles, right? Here's a guy who was in TNA for all these years. Most people would even say he overstayed his welcome, um, overstayed his time. He was too good, should have been in the WWE. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. AJ Styles wouldn't um, stay in TNA too much longer. And therefore, he would be, um, you know, I mean, no, nah, I shouldn't say he's dead. He stayed in TNA long enough, finally gets to the WWE, and now he's able to experience things such as a Madison Square Garden. And then the solidification was when he was get that Stone Cold Stunner right there. So, how about that? So, moving on to SmackDown, we saw another legend come, and his name is The Undertaker. So The Undertaker came out there and, you know, he was just talking about the history of the garden and all the souls that he put to rest. But then he was met by a younger soul, a younger star, Sami Zayn. I love this, right? Sami Zayn's a guy who, you know, I don't want to call him up and coming, but, you know, a solid star. We're starting to really see a different side of him. Um, unfortunately, it's like by the time he got going, he got hurt. But I love the heel Sami Zayn persona. And he comes out there, and of course, he gets choke slammed by The Undertaker um, to cap it off. So I thought that was great. I said, you know what? Great way to kick it off. Bring on Sami Zayn. Boom! Choke slam. That's how we got SmackDown started. But how did we end SmackDown? Woo! So we were due. For the King of the Ring uh, finals, uh, quarter semifinals, we'll call it the conference finals. Yeah, playoff words, right? The brand finals. SmackDown Live. Raw has crowned their King of the Ring champion. And his name is Baron Corbin. They, I mean, the guy who they're going to send to the championship, to the finals. Baron Corbin. SmackDown, it was going to be between Elias and Chad Gable. Unfortunately, Elias was hurt. So then there's this guy who calls himself the best in the world. Yes, Shane McMahon said, look, this is what we're going to do. You're going to have an opponent. He could be somebody who's hurt. I mean, he could be somebody who's been eliminated. Could be a Raw guy, could be a SmackDown guy. Next segment, boom, it's Shane McMahon. A freaking course, right? So Shane McMahon takes on Chad Gable and then... He names Kevin Owens the special guest referee. See, because right now, after Kevin Owens had the, you know those mishaps with Shane, he kind of owns him, I guess. So, he said, look, this is what we're going to do. You're going to be the referee. I got a job for you. And you better call it down the middle or else you're going to be, you know, out of $100,000. Well, Owens calls it down the middle. Nope. One, two, three, quick count. Boom. Shane McMahon loses. Shane says no. It's going to be a two out of three falls match. So that Owens, 
He's like shook. What do he do? What do he do? Decides, you know what? I'm not doing that. I'm not. I, I, I'm going I'm to help Shane out. Well, try to quick count. Gable's too fast for him. Gable's looking at him. He's doing slow counts when Gable has a chance. Still hesitant. In the end, Gable hit the ankle lock. Shane tapped out. Kevin Edwards just looked at the ref, did this, boom. They said, oh, that's the, the, I mean, the timekeeper. They rung the bell, and Shane McMahon attacked him and then fired Kevin Owens. So, uh, that's the one thing I can't stand that annoys me about the McMahons. They love firing people. Like, come on, yo. Like, we done seen this all before. Like, really? So, that's my thing, you know. But I'm going to go ahead and take my first break. So... Stay tuned. I got a message for you. I don't know exactly what uh, what the heck we need. Is this? What do you mean with that? Because look, what does it look like? Bro, you said what is this? You said you wanted some something big and possessed and stuff. Hold no, up. Not, not this. This ain't it. No, no, bro, trust no, me. Trust no. Me. bro, trust me. You're not listening to me. Trust me. This is good. I'm, Ready? No, here's what we need. What? You know oh. what we need? The wrestling realm is styling oh and profiling all over the internet wrestling no. community. Bro, what you... No. Bro, this is... I don't, listen, I don't care. You can leave all you want, bro. Listen. Diamonds are forever! Woo! And so is the wrestling realm! Woo! The limousine riding! Jet flying! Roll up swearing! Diamond ring wearing. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you are subscribed to the Wrestling Realm on YouTube. If you're in your cars right now, listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or if you're getting those points while you're listening on PodCoin, make sure you are still subscribed to the YouTube channel. You can see exclusive content like that. I promise you that's not the entire video. So you definitely want to tune in. And subscribe so you can see the craziness from my good brother, the real Dwayne Allen. You just gotta see, gotta see what I deal with. All right, so uh, moving on. So Muscle and Fitness, we got the WWE's power couple, the Universal Champion Seth Rollins and a Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch on the cover. You know they're not wearing their belts; they're showing off their abs and their nicely toned bods. So. Um, you know, that's something that's pretty cool. You know, I'd rather see them like this. They're gonna be a power couple. Congratulations to them. Don't know if I congratulated them for their engagement, but I'd rather see them like this and less on the TV screen, you know. Um, but you know, I don't know. Will both of them lose their titles on Sunday? That's a good question. You have Becky defending the title against Sasha Banks, and then you got. Rollins defending the title against Braun Strowman. I just got a gut feeling Rollins is going to somehow find a way to retain, but I think Becky loses. So, moving on. Raw, this past Monday, you know, we, like I said, in Madison Square Garden, um, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair would team up. They'll go against Sasha and Bayley, a.k.a. the Boss and Hug Connection. Now, Everybody knows, it's no secret, these are the four horse women of the WWE. You know, um, it's always been that way, right? Uh, you have, they, they were the ones who kind of like established like 
We're going to do things our way. This is the direction we're going. And we're going to make you care about our wrestling. Yes, yes, yes. I know the WWE had other women who were doing the same thing. But these four ladies kind of like solidified it and took it to a new level. And started putting on the five-star matches. Bailey and Sasha Banks arguably is one of the greatest NXT matches in history. Not just women's matches. It's up there. It's in the conversation. Um, so we saw the, these four, and I thought it was great. I know, like, I'm not one. I get tired of the same tag team matches when there's two people defending the titles or whatever. But there's actually some history here. It's not just random. And one of the things I liked about it, that you gave your four workhorses an opportunity to show off at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. And that's exactly what they did. In the end, it was Charlotte and Becky Lynch coming off victorious. And, of course, that makes you wonder, when the time comes, who's going to win, right? So, uh, moving on. SmackDown Live. We saw Mandy Rose um, taking on Nikki Cross. Mandy comes out there, calls Nikki Cross ugly. You know, I was on the internet, and a lot of people didn't like it. They said it was bullying. said it was the wrong time, especially when you have Suicide Prevention Month. You know, so, you know, before I get into that, make sure I want to tell people, um, if you need to talk, Make sure you dial the suicide prevention hotline. Um, talk to somebody, please. Just you're valuable, you're special. Please do not take yourself out. You're going to hurt more people in the process. And if you love your loved ones, don't hurt them that way. So a lot of people just didn't like Mandy Rose doing this. Call you know, flaunting herself. I loved it. Um, it made sense for the story. And as I'm watching this, you know, her and Nikki Cross had a match. Nikki Cross was aggressive, and she beat her down, and she was victorious. But one of the things I thought about, we were looking for the change. We were looking for the heel turn from Becky, um, from Alexa Bliss. I don't know if it's coming so short. Now, I do think, because we know this Sunday, Tag Team Championships on the line. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross taking on Fire and Desire. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I think we crown new tag champions. But I think this Bliss and Cross connection is going to stay together for a while. Um, I just don't. I just see it not going into the Nikki do this for me, Nikki do that for me, and I see it growing into a genuine friendship. You know, kind of like the Rock and Sock connection. Remember in the beginning, it was the Rock kind of just like, all right, all right Foley, whatever. But then you started to see him kind of come around. So we'll see. Madison Square Garden moments. I talked about this one earlier. I said I would get into it. Kofi Kingston, 10 years ago, when he hit Randy Orton, through the, knocked him through the table. And then he's seen right there looking at the moment. Now, let's be real. No, I ain't going to do that. Yeah, I am. I don't think this. I think this was staged. I would like to believe that they have that in Madison Square moment, uh, Garden moments for all the WWE stuff, the WWE wing. And maybe they do. I've never been there. But so if there's a long one, yes, maybe so. But I, I did like it. Great product placement, by the way. Um, but what I saw right here, you know, the reliving. And then we've been hearing Randy Orton call him stupid and stupid. Folks, I get irritated with it. I have a problem with him. Keep calling him stupid. But then the thing that just, uh, hopefully they don't do this, was when at the end, and I didn't throw it on the screen, was when Randy took 
another fall that was similar. Man. Yes, Kofi went up the night on SmackDown, so that just makes you automatically think Kofi's going to lose the title on Sunday. Now, he could lose the match. I mean, he could win the match by disqualification. He could lose the match by disqualification. But I think, like I said this over and over again, we want to see Kofi hold on to this title and defeat Randy Orton. One, two, three. We need that for Kofi. He needs to get at least one win. That's it. That's all I'm asking. Just one win over Randy Orton. Um, but, you know, time will tell. This is the best thing about Kofi Kingston's title reign is you truly believed he could lose every match. And if it ends this Sunday, it's been one hell of a reign. It's been an awesome four, five, six, five, five months. So, only time will tell. I'm going to go ahead and take my final break. So, you know, I got some other things that you might want to laugh at. Nah, you know what? Not going to make you laugh. Just make sure you know where you're supposed to be. Yes, there's only one person. Who can keep up and that's the realness himself so you know and you see the bhw and then you see the trda it's game time baby but it's not gonna be that simple no it'll be a lot of naysayers a lot of people want to all right folks and i'm back so just a reminder of where you need to be Make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Realm on all social media platforms. Make sure you, you know, hit the like button. Like the videos. Add them to your collection. You know, let me know that you watched it. I will definitely respond. Follow me on Twitter at Brian H. Waters. I like talking wrestling. I like talking to the people. So, you know, make sure you do that. Here we go. AEW. Did you hear the word? Chris Jericho lost the championship. No, he didn't, like, get pinned for it. He lost, physically lost the championship. He lost the belt this past week, um, you know, after he won the title, becoming the first ever AEW champion, and he celebrated with a, a little bit of bubbly. Make sure you check out those videos. So many funny videos. I started to take one. I was like, nah, you know what? You guys can check it out. But, you know, he was celebrating, I guess, and then apparently he left the, cup, the belt in a limo, and... Somebody just brought the title and turned it into the police. They thought it was a prop. They thought it was just a replica. Man, you know, you could tell it wasn't a wrestling fan who found it because, you know, I think you or I, if we'd have found the title, we'd probably held out, you know, okay, you gonna, how much you paying? Maybe not. Maybe so. But, um, you know, nonetheless, Jericho, um, the belt is back in the good hands. And speaking of the belt, will it change gears as we get ready to go to full gear? The uh, AEW announced their big show, their pay-per-view for Saturday, November 9th, right here in Baltimore, Maryland, at the Royal Farms Arena. And his challenger will be Cody with Brandy Rhodes. Yes, folks, Cody will challenge Chris Jericho for the AEW Championship. Um... 
Unfortunately, I will not be there because I will actually be out of town that weekend. I was like, when I saw the date, I was like, no. So, no, this half of the Wrestler Run will not be at StarCast or at the Royal Farms Arena for AEW. Um, so, make sure you guys have fun. Show me all your pictures. Tweet me at Brian H. Waters. I'll be tuned in wherever I'll be. I think I'm Atlanta that weekend. Go figure, right? Um, but, yeah, um, this is interesting. I'm not going to lie to you. Not really pleased with the matchup. I, I was like, oh, Cody, you know. I guess he's technically undefeated. Or I would have rather them see them make the match on October 2nd. You know, but I guess they were trying to sell the ticket. So, but I, I, I think Baltimore is a wrestling town. I was listening to uh, three dope dudes and a mic. Shout out to my boy Blake and Valance. Uh, shout out to Ronald, who's on vacation. Be safe out there, bro. Um, but Blake and Valance was talking about, and they, you know, Baltimore is a wrestling town. I remember when Ring of Honor came here in 2012, the real Dwayne Allen and I were standing next to each other, and we saw Jim Cornette run out there. He had that look like, whoa. There were like probably over 500 people in the Dewberries. This is a smaller arena, um, but it was like between five and 800 people there. And everybody was just so excited because you gotta remember Ring of Honor, independent promotion with TV money. Definitely at that time it was more had more independent feel, and it was just getting a TV deal. And there was so many people there, and it was just amazing to see. So Cody and Jericho, and the crew, they know this. So. That's what I'm interested to see. I want to see where this goes. Um, I think ah, it's too early to make predictions. Uh, I, but like I said, I would have rather seen, you know, maybe Jericho and a, probably Moxley. Or, well, I guess we don't know what's going on with him. I mean, we believe he'll be back by then, but we just don't know. Um, but who knows? I know I saw a lot of Triple H comparisons on the Internet, though. Speaking of Triple H and NXT, next week. Next Wednesday, NXT debuts on the USA Network. So, congratulations to Triple H and the crew getting that deal done. I know it's kind of old, but, you know, it's really cool that they will be getting it done and be able to go um, coast to coast and go all, you know, just get more eyeballs on the NXT product. Now, I just hope it does not get watered down. And you know what? I don't think it will. So, we'll see. All right, moving on. SmackDown Live. Eric Rowan came out there and, you know, next thing he was talking about, he's, you know, nobody's like him. And, you know, they don't understand him. Nobody understood him. And then he was attacked by Roman Reigns. And the two were brought all over the place. I thought it was great. I like this. I can't wait to see the matchup this Sunday. Roman has been able to do something that's not very easy to do. Roman is presented as a like a big guy because we really look at him. He's really not, you know, he's not bigger than Triple H, right? But he's presented as this big guy, this big, I don't want to say super heavyweight, but he's presented as a bigger guy. But when he, he's found his way to give you entertaining matches, whether it's a Braun Strowman or Samoa Joe or Brock Lesnar. So I want to see what can he get out of Eric Rowan. We saw a couple weeks ago, he gave us a great match with Buddy Murphy. You know, we've seen him give us great matches with Daniel Bryan. So what can he get us out with Eric Rowan? And personally, I would like to see Rowan win this match. I don't know what's going to happen. And that's the beauty of it. I just don't think I'm going to be able to watch this live 
because I got a couple things going on this Sunday. So, you know, and then I get ready to travel. So here's a programming alert. Next week's episode, I haven't decided if there's going to be a show. But if there is, it will not be, you know, the traditional YouTube show. It'll be on YouTube, but it'll be back like the old format, which is me recording just the podcast version, putting, you know, some stills up probably. Maybe you probably won't see me on the set, but it won't be that version. So if I record, it'll probably just be an audio version that will be uploaded to YouTube. But folks, thank you for all your support. I'm going to wrap it up this week. You know where to find it. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestling Realm. Make sure you subscribe right here. Click below. Hit the bell notifications so that you will be notified when we go live or when we drop a new episode. Um, make sure you join the Wrestling Realm on Facebook. We have a group and we have a fan page. Make sure you partake in those discussions. Shout out to my boy Antonio Banks. Shout out to the Shark. Shout out to Carlos. You know, this is some of the people who are always, oh, obviously, my boy D, um, Roger, always commenting, always keeping the conversation going. And there's other people. Those people just came to mind, charging to the mind, not the heart. So, till the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.